watch it. Drink it in. Hello, everybody. This is episode eight of the Big Six podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Demil, and I'm joined with Ethan. Hello. Dan. All right, guys. And Matt. Hello. Yeah, so basically this episode we're doing two segments in, in one, really. In the first segment, we're going to be touching up on the midweek games. And in the second segment, we're going to be um, doing our team of the season so far, since it's been 19 games in the Premier League now. Um, so yeah, in the first segment of the, the midweek games, the, or the standout game really was um, Liverpool versus Burnley. And, you know, Liverpool holding uh, an unbeaten record at Anfield for... 64 games, only only for them to lose it to Sean Dutch's men. So, yeah, it was a it was a great surprise for me. Um, I yeah, I, I had a very very good game. That that was a great 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 game for me. Um, I, I know Tay's not here, but I'm sure he, he's fuming. But um, <laughs> it's wrong yeah. coming through. <laughs> I I don't I didn't I never expected it. I don't know what you guys thought. I, I always thought um it was gonna max uh, max. I'd, I, I'd expect it was um a draw from Burnley. I had a feeling we were going to nick it, to be honest. I tweeted out on my private. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, Burnley nick it now. Because um, Liverpool just looking so unimaginative. They weren't even looking like all that defensively. I'd like Burnley were getting some decent off chances going. Um, and one of them could amount to a goal. You know how teams like Burnley could be by just scoring a crazy goal. Yeah. Uh, like what when Townsend against Man City, for example, with CS Palace. But, yeah. Yeah, no, that, um, that's fair enough. Uh, I just thought um, if, during the game... Uh, counter-attacks Burnley they're, they're not really a counter-attacking team and Liverpool ha- hold, holding a, a high line it's not like it's not as if Burnley can you know put a, a long ball over the top and the forwards can chase onto it but no credit they to, were getting like, a lot of long balls going though, they like, were kind of, yeah they were and cr- credit, were credit to the front two Barnes and Woods they worked really hard to get that yeah, and I, I still I can't like it still irritates me to this day Burnley look a competent team now but I, I, they'd still be in like a relegation battle if we didn't give them that win it still irritates me so much so I don't like Burnley at all to be honest like oh, what I mean, they stand for and stuff I, don't really I, I, like love, I love Burnley now um, <laughs> until they big points a few again no, to be fair yeah. they they played a brilliant game like they were brilliant they did look decent on the like counter attack and stuff and um, yeah they, they played well they had their chances and Liverpool did absolutely nothing so like fair play to them they, they deserved it yeah and the goal was from a a set, well, a set piece and and the ball kind of um, there was a loose ball and then Barnes anticipated it first and got onto one it. of them one of them ones where if you get it first it's going to be a penalty regardless of how much contact there is it's just how it is yeah. and he slotted it um, in nicely to be fair so fair play to him in, uh, on terms of Liverpool's side of view you know that's, that's over 400 minutes now um, of, of Premier League football that they haven't, they haven't scored a goal and it's, it's getting concerning because their front three normally are, um, you know, they're, they're, they're star men and that's their firepower. They they lack creativity in the midfield, so you're not really going to get goals from them. I, th- I think well, um, um, their crosses have been absolutely awful. I think um, Trent Alexander-Arnold, he uh, attempted 22 crosses, I think. 20, 22, yeah. And then only, only one successful. So... You know, I think they're running out of ideas right now, and um, yeah. it's not it's not helping. It's not it's not uh, you know it doesn't help the fact that um, Firmino doesn't really chip in when Salah and Mane are going through a, a, a rough time. So I, I just want to just want to um, pose a question. Do do you think they've been found out? Well, I'd, I think they were um, 
there's always been this thing like you just touched on with um, there's not really any goals elsewhere other than Salah and Mane because you can't even say Firmino really these days and obviously Salah and Mane are, they're not scoring and then like as as proven Liverpool aren't scoring either and this is the first time really in a couple of years that both of those players have not been in the best of form like not scoring and it has led to overall them you know failing like I think it was it Matt that said this a couple of weeks ago that they used to have so many different ways to score like with the long ball over yeah. the top like Van Dijk from a corner like and now you've got the pass through the middle with Thiago but like none of it's none of it's coming off like you Thiago's said, obviously given less space as you'd expect and Liverpool to be honest right um for me my biggest issue with Liverpool is long term um, when we were going through our tough patch, we had Smith Road to turn to and Martinelli to come back and stuff. Jota's still a long way away from injury. Gomez is still. Van Dijk is still. What's what's changing for them? They're not active in the window when they really should. Well, be. they need to. They, like, they need to change up the squad in in the summer. Like their owners are too stubborn to see the fact. Like they bought. Out. I, I wouldn't even say it's this summer that's cost them because they did buy a couple of players and I know they won the league last summer, but they didn't. Refresh the squad last summer. They didn't even get the first team players. Going and into like, the window, it's yeah. three centre backs. Well, some of the, the seasons, three centre backs is criminal. It's just gone really, a bit, really bad planning. It's just gone a bit stale. And like, obviously, the front three are getting on. Like, we don't know what Van Dijk's going to be like when he comes back from his injury. But whatever he's like, he's coming up to his thirties now. And like, the owners are going to have to put them put some money in the pocket and like think about the long term like you just said because otherwise like they're going to be back fighting for top four in no time but like, I still think like people are being a bit over dramatic. I think they'll still get top four comes to so. this season but like in a I couple of years in a couple of years like unless they do something about this like slump and the squad they won't be challenging for titles in my opinion I'm not going to lie to you um, I've, I, I was saying to Tay uh, yesterday I think I feel like one of Liverpool's best approaches now is to literally just pay a deep block and hit teams on counters because they excel at counters I know that sounds crazy to say for a team who's just won the division, um, but they, what they were most formidable for was hitting on quick counter-attacks with Mane, Salah and stuff. Uh, obviously, not all teams will allow you to play that way, but you notice when Liverpool are playing as the dominant team with all the possession, when they don't have as many ways to score, they really struggle having all the ball. When Burnley sit deep, like, it's not like Liverpool got unlucky yesterday. Yeah, they missed that Rigi chance, which was awful. And um, they missed a few other decent-ish chances, but they didn't create much. They did, they spammed crosses, burning with bread and butter from them. Like, but the Origi chance was a mistake from um, from Ben Mee. Ben Mee, through, yeah. like, he didn't, and I thought Ben Mee was sensational. By the way, as was Nick Pope, and like as yeah, defensive unit, they were fantastic. As usual. It was partially Liverpool not doing anything. It was partially Burnley being brilliant, and that's just what you get with them. Like. They were the same against us. They made it really hard. It's always stop-start. Like They'll look for fouls, like very soft fouls, to stop-start the game and launch balls into the box. The that's, that's, yeah, that's just what they do. Is I, t- I told you yesterday that they're, they're not a football team. <laughs> like, they're, no. not, they're not. <laughs> they're, they don't really play football. They just... <laughs> they it's play effective. Dirty, it's effective. They, like, when we were talking about our relegation candidates a few years ago, I didn't even consider them to be down there because I think they'll be fine. They always find a way. And I didn't consider was, them because they went on a run game. since... They beat us. Yeah, it was always going to be a tough game for Liverpool, and they just didn't. They at, at no point in the game did they look like uh, winning. Like I didn't think they conceded, no. but it was. I just did, but I didn't testament think to Burnley, like just... Barnes chasing down a lost cause, he gets a penalty from it. Like fair play. I was really so, impressed. One thing yes, I, I was going to say. One thing I want to say before we move on um, with Liverpool the way they are now is 
surprising as it is for everyone. I thought about it this morning. I don't know if any of you saw my tweet, but the more I thought about it, the less surprised I am. Like, if you look back to primarily the eighteen nineteen season, the games, the games like these where they were struggling to score or they were struggling to um, break teams down, they were getting the luckiest of any team ever. Like Pickford just brought the ball back into play, um, so they got three points. Uh, Larissa and Alvaro were match fixing, um, so it's just stuff like that isn't happening for them anymore. Spironi in the four-three, yeah, um, winner Anfield. Keepers aren't acting like that anymore. I'm not saying like I take back what I said about them being the luckiest team ever, but what I mean is like they deserve to be where Even they were and they deserve to win the title last season. But now. Anfield. Oh, when it looked like they were going to lose, uh, Fabianski turned into an absolute like just. Yeah, just that's, that's what I mean. Like stuff like that isn't going their way anymore, no. and they're now struggling to have an option B. Like they relied on mistakes too much, and that's why and individual brilliance as well more than people thought they would. Robotic, yeah, this and that why, as well. I don't think there's really a limit of how far down they could go, but I also feel like at the point at the same time. I think this downward uh, spiral fall now could be good for them because it could cause teams uh, who wouldn't, who'd usually be scared of Liverpool to go at them, which could suit Liverpool more because teams commit more men forward, um, which would benefit Liverpool more with their counter-attacking game, get their forwards back on form and get them scoring again and ultimately winning more games. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, I mean, everyone poses a, a good point there. Um, it's not looking great for them now. I mean, they're four points off. Um, maybe people say they're no longer title challengers, but um, if we're going... I'd be shocked if they even ended like near to be honest. Like, not just being too reactionary or anything, but realistically, this unbeaten run is coming to an end this season, whether they like it or not. Well, I mean, um, um, they haven't looked convincing like, this season. People, a team that does look convincing Since and recently, so. in in an actual title race is Manchester City. I mean, and Dan, I, I'll let I'll let you talk mm. um, the most. About this, but um, you know, City Villa, two 0 win. Um, it, it was it was a good game. What do you think, Dan? It was personally even before like all the controversy and the two goals. I like I think I put as my title on the report one of the games of the season because there was just it was end to end entertainment and for two of the statistically best defensive sides in the league, they they proved why. Like I don't know if you've seen. I imagine so. The block yeah. with Diaz when he was on the floor before Watkins had even crossed it. That's some of the best piece of defending I've ever seen. Um, like his instincts. It's game winning as well. Another level. That was nil nil. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was nil nil at that point. I think it's um, game. Yeah. And then Bernardo Silva's slowly coming back I to love his eighteen nineteen himself. I'm not gonna lie, he did fall off quite a bit last season and the start of this but he played a lot of football I know everyone has done but he went to the Nations League final so he had the least break and then obviously with Covid and stuff and we had the shortest break other than United it was, it was a lot of football for him and the Mendy situation um, but it's good to see him getting back on the score sheet and actually influencing games and with De Bruyne out now for potentially up to six weeks we definitely need that and it's coming at the best time um but i, I know everyone will be th- like talking about the goal and i think it 
it is like it's a bad rule. I'm not gonna lie, but it is a rule. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? You can't, can't argue. With, you can't argue rules, with a rule. Like, whether you think it's a rule or not, yeah, you can't argue with a rule. Yeah, once yeah. once the rules have been stated and they've shown exactly why the goal was given, you can't argue with it. You can moan about how bad the rule is, but you can't moan about the goal itself because, according to the official rules of the game, it's a perfectly legal goal. Um, Mings even said in his tweet, in hindsight, I should have cleared yeah. it because he knew Rodri was there. It's a fair thing. So he though. knew he was there and he's chested like, it and controlled it's it. It's fair and it isn't fair, though, like from a Villa point of view. Because um, Mings obviously knows there's a player way behind him offside. Um, so he's probably not I'm really worrying. But then at the same time, if you're a footballer, you should be fairly aware of that sort of rule, just so you're not by messing up anything. Yeah, exactly, especially when you're a defender. Yeah, just be like cautious um, whenever. Ming should just clear out the pitch, nothing happens. Go again. Yeah. Brilliantly well yeah. taken. And then, well. just oh, yeah, it was a great finish. Um, and then with the penalty, it's just one of those, isn't it? It's like what happened with Maguire. I can't remember what game it was. I think it might have been against Villa, um, where he just jumped up and had his arms in it front was of getting his given unfortunately like, no matter how close it, it yeah. was just his hand was too Although away from everywhere like the block yeah it's not a natural position you don't jump up with your arm blocking your face yeah um so the, it is harsh given how close it was and the fact the shot was never going on target um but i did like like you said it was never not going to be given um and gone to one again <laughs> Giving me nothing to moan about, um, <laughs> but though I'm, I'm really happy with that game. Like we played so well and defended so like this game last year would have lost it, would have conceded to that Watkins cross, um, and then would have probably trying to get the weak wise. would have conceded again. It's literally like Wolves last season when we oh, lost two yeah. 0 at the Etihad. You didn't um, look as in, that's like, the perfect you were inventive last season and stuff, but it feels like you've just got a new like, dimension of invention and patience like this season. Yeah, I think we, we've learned this season that, I, I can't remember if I said it, but Pep's, to, re, to reassure the defence, I can't remember if I said it on the last part, he's had to sacrifice an attacking yeah. player. Um, yeah, but it, that's why it took him that like month or two period to find where the goals would come from. But... We now play in possession. We play a three-one-three-three formation, and Cancelo goes into midfield. He's um, brilliant as well, and that's the best thing he's done yet because it's literally this is the best we've been in both sides of the pitch. It's just the attackers need to put away the chances like we're creating them, Mate. and I think that's why De Bruyne being gone won't be as big a yeah. miss as people think it will be because we've still got. A lot of creativity. Realistically, Foden's but... playing on the wing at the moment. I'm just going to pose a question real quick. So he's playing on the wing at the moment. When you play a three-man midfielder, a four-one-four-one, whatever you want to call it, um, with Roger Fernandinho and then Gundogan ahead, and then De Bruyne usually. Do you think Foden should slot in where De Bruyne is, and then you have another winger instead of Foden, or would you keep Foden playing on the wing, play Bernardo in the central position again, or another, or whatever? I'm not too sure because I was literally, I, I tweeted out saying that we've got the creativity. Obviously, there's going to be a bit of a drop off. Um, but then I went to make my um, like best 11 with De Bruyne not in, uh, with De Bruyne injured, sorry. And 
I couldn't figure out who to put in that like right centre mid position because I want Foden in there, but I don't really want Mares playing because I want Sterling on the right. But Bernardo's had his best games in the middle, yeah. and people have brought to my attention um, a couple of times today that after the Chelsea game, Pep said that he wants to play Bernardo more centrally because he's more stable there than De Bruyne. So I feel like well, Foden he'll like stick striker, to like a false nine type. I feel like Bernardo will be the false nine Probably. or the centre yeah. mid. I feel like if I feel like Foden's position now is left wing. I don't feel yeah, like probably. he's going to come back into midfield. Me, though. He's got, he's really got the ability like to play anywhere. Like he goes oh, into he de- the. Oh, he definitely has the he's ability. He's such an intelligent player. Goes into the half space. He's so good at dribbling. Yeah, really he can play anywhere across the midfield or anywhere in the front three. But I think his position in our team is left yeah. wing because that's Pep's favourite position for him. And to to be fair, he's played really, really he's well been, there over really. the past month or so. But also Bernardo. Sterling has a different creativity on the right than he does on the left. And then Bernardo brings more creativity in the middle than what we would with, I'd say, Foden in yeah. the middle. I'd love to see um, them. Um, this is just it's quite just experimental, but Jesus off the left, Sterling off the right, um, Foden or Bernardo's there, playing as like a false yeah. nine type, and then Bernardo or Foden in that final centre mid role. I think, I think cool it'll be if. If we play without a striker, I think it'll be... Um, see, I don't know. I think if we play with a striker, it'd be Jesus down the middle. Or if we were playing with Torres, I think Torres would play down Torres, the middle as actually, well. But then when, when we were so down... Torres, is, he's not been getting much games. I know we've had COVID. Well, he, he had to isolate. Um, but he's not been getting much time recently. But we have been playing really well. So it's one of those, like, why change something that's and you not love, broken? I, I remember you said, you know, like, one thing you admire about, like, Klopp and Liverpool is the fact that they've kept at the same eleven. Um So, you know, it could be cool to see the exact same front three, like, a lot of the time. Yeah. Which is just clicking and working together. Yeah. Also, um, I just want to say, before we move from Front City, um, I thought, like... You created so many chances against the best defence in the league, supposedly, alongside you. Um, like, you probably should, you had about four or five chances where you're like, how has that not gone in? Like, the Gundogan one where he couldn't get his feet sorted out. I think it was on the line to tap in for an empty goal. Gundogan yeah, even the blocked. Diaz one, Bernardo like, Silva. Genuinely, it baffles me how many chances you created against that team. Like, honestly, that scoreline could have ended anything. And I think it was just inevitable you were going to score yeah. and then get a second. Yeah, I agree. So, I yeah. Agree. Um, yeah, I think I think Dan, you you summed it up perfectly there, and Matt chipping in there uh, um, on the take with City, I think it's spot on, and um, I think I do think City are favourites for the league now, but currently um, top spot belongs to United, and with the win against Fulham, um, they go six points clear over Liverpool, um, top of the league, thanks you know thanks to a brilliant strike from Paul Pogba, and um, I, I don't Pogba. know about I don't know about um, you Ethan, but he's been my player of the month this season, uh, did this month with with uh, Luke Shaw. And I think you know he's he's integral to this title charge. I, I wanna I wanna know what your what your thoughts on the game was and, and Paul Pogba um, himself. Yeah, he was brilliant again. I'd agree, Player of the Month um, for us. And at the moment, he's got to be up there in the league for Player of the Month, I think as well. But um, it was always going to be a tough game, and like 
I'm, I'm a big fan of Scott Parker. I'm a big fan of Fulham and the way they're playing at the moment. And they gave us a really tough game. And obviously, they came out of the traps brilliantly, scored a goal. I'm Saka at fault again, but I'm not going into that. We don't need any of that negativity. Um, but yeah, we, we did well. We fought back again for the seventh time this season, coming back from a 1-0 one, uh, down. And I, just, I do wonder how good we could be if we actually started games fast. But I mean, hopefully that'll come with time. But um, yeah, Pogba was great again. It was another it was another one of those games where we played very well, I thought, but wasn't that many amazing individual performances and we just got the result going. And yeah. if we can get our forwards back on form as well, like Martial, Greenwood, quite poor again. Obviously, Rashford's not really the race at the moment. If we can get them... On form as well, I do think we have a, a chance of winning this league. And like, but it is going to take everyone to be putting in nine out of tens every week, like to compete with this um, team. I think you've struggled with pressure a lot in the past. Obviously, it's a different United team, if you will, but still the one managed by Ole in the same sort of group of players. But you, you can tell, so, you can tell the difference. Managing the pressure game. Like, I think that, that people are pointing this out uh, after the game the other day. But last season, I think we were one of the worst teams in the world at, um, at coming back from being behind. But like this season, we've done it seven times, and like I think that's just a bit shows a shift in mentality, and like it's it's impressive, it's, it's very impressive, and like they're all in it for the cause. They just need to keep giving it ten out of ten every week, but leaving it all on the pitch, and like stay in this title race for as long as we can. And again, I'll give massive credit to Ollie to where he's got this team because we're halfway through the season and we're on top, which and six points clear of Liverpool, and that is some achievement, whether we win it or not, and like it shows. Good it shows he, he's, he's silenced a lot of people uh, Solskjaer like and I'm, I'm so pleased for him because I've always been behind him and it's, it's, it's good to see us playing better and yeah the defence was pretty solid again other than the um, other than the one mistake for the goal and De Gea made a few good saves but I don't think there's too much to say it was just three points Cavani I was very impressed with as well his um, his work rate his work yeah, track come back he won incredible tackles and I, he's probably my man in the match Cavani I'd actually probably say him ahead of Pogba. Pogba was also incredible, but I thought Cavani's work rate obviously took his goal very well as well, and I think he'll prove to be an important player for us as well. I think I think he he um, you know he is that number nine, isn't he? That that we've been, you know, kind of been lacking for for, for a few or certainly this season. Um, Marshall hasn't been firing. Rashford can't really play that, and Greenwood hasn't hasn't got going this season. So credit to Cavani for stepping in and 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 showing some. You know, he has that leadership uh, trait as well, um, and yeah, he's been, he's he, he's definitely going to be integral to the, the next half part of the season. And um, I, I think yeah, there's not there's not much to say on United other than the fact other than the fact that um, it would have been a completely different story, isn't it, Ethan? If if that that uh, header from Mitrovic oh, uh, reflected in, that, <laughs> that was all of that. It, it went in and it like spun wide, like, I'd have been absolutely devastated, but. We're getting that luck at the moment and like we're going to need it to compete with this City team. So, fingers crossed. And I, I just want to touch on one thing. I don't want to make it too negative, but obviously we spoke about Cavani's work rate. And then you compare that to the likes of like Martial and Greenwood at the moment. And I, I didn't really buy into this like work rate thing with Martial at the start, but I'm kind of I'm starting to notice it a little bit more with Cavani here. And not being funny, Cavani's what? 34, 33. He's played like six, 700 games in his career. He's like he's nearing his retirement, and he's yeah. tracking back at every opportunity. And like Martial's just walking around. Yeah, like I didn't notice it as much. Southern now. mentality. Yeah, but I think I... Cavani's grateful for United to be honest, because I think he's been on a downward spiral since being a PSG and was a free agent and being offered to every big club, but either no one could afford him or no one wanted him. He's grateful United took it upon him to get him, and he's repaying that faith back essentially. Well, that's true, and that, that's brilliant to see because a lot of people thought he'd be another one of them that come in. 
he's on big money and he just wouldn't care. But he's he's massive for our Fair team. Play to him. Yeah, he's proved me. He's proved and me wrong to an extent with how hard he's worked. Yeah, he's, he's been a useful player. For you. And he's a fan favorite already. And like that's what you get with hard work. Yeah, like that's that's all the fans want to see. And like when Marshall's not playing well, he just looks a little bit. Like, like he's not asked, and I, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know, notice him. On I that. don't know if I'm deep in it too much, but like, obviously he's in bad form. But like, if you're in bad form, at least leave it all out there. Yeah. Like, I don't want to turn into negative. Famous, That's uh, all I want to say on Martial. But I don't want to turn into too much of a negative. I'm sure he'll be back. But yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Feels the same with us. Um, for Aubameyang, to be honest, like the same sort of thing. The body language you feel. Maybe it's you being more like too overcritical on it when you see other players in the squad. But at the same time. Well, I, I you think, know, like... yeah, no, I, I think um, even you, 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 are spot on about uh, Martial there, and you know, same could be said uh, with Greenwood. I know he's going through a tough time at the moment, and you know, we, yeah, we, yeah. we just have to, Obviously. we just have to uh, hope they'll they'll be back. But um, moving on to to other, you know, maybe a dark horse in a title race: Leicester versus Chelsea. The one two nil, and convincingly as well, it could be more. Uh, I think Vardy had chances. Should have been yeah. more. Vardy's out for a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, no, he, he had, he's oh, going to have an operation yeah. on his hernia. Um, so Big miss ho- hopefully he gets he gets um gets well soon. But um, you know, Leicester, I mean, Brendan Rodgers, you know, he he really has done a good job, and he, he's a top top coach. And you know, we were talking about Leicester last week, and out Ethan saying, I don't know how people are ruling out Leicester, and and I know I know Matt, you you, you don't think that they were. Get top four. I don't. I'm, just, I don't think, but it just—it's literally just based off last season. I just can't like they were top three the whole year, basically. Yeah, but they had it just they gives had, me they nightmares. Had, they had, they had some players injured, and you know, and Didi's come back. I think they, they, they still got so Yinchu to come back, and they still got um, forever to come back. I know he was on the bench, and I think that team uh, Leicester have it there is actually a really, really good team. I think brilliant. Okay. It, I think it's, it is a top Young, four team. A bit of age as well, like with Vardy and stuff. They got youth with Barnes, Fafana, Tillemans. Fafana, I mean, I think Justin's a great. Exactly. I think I think they have a, a good core group of players there, and I think the coach is excellent. They're all hard working, humble, talented. Um, I, I I really do like the look of Leicester's team. Um, on the flip side of it, however, um, Frank Lampard, you know. It's, 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 it is a very, very tough, rough patch going at the moment. The players don't look up for it. Um, you know, they're conceding silly chances. They're leaving so much space in the midfield. Their strikers aren't, aren't going. I think that, honestly, I think that team selection was just that I've lost the plot, though. He's played that sort of attacking team against Leicester, who are well known for serving up pressure and just hitting you on counter attacks. Well, which is exactly it what is, that Chelsea team was being well, asked it, it, to it do. Does lead up, it does lead up nicely. Uh, Matt, I just want to, um, yeah, we'll go, we'll go to Matt first. I just want to get your thoughts on Frank Lampard and, and the future of Frank Lampard. Do you, do you, do you think whether um, Chelsea board will, will show faith and um, back him, or do you think, you know, he, he, you know that Chelsea's board are ruthless, so he, he will he will get a sack in the next few weeks if he, if he doesn't show progress. Um. I think, honestly, it wouldn't hurt any Chelsea fan more than seeing a club legend like him fail as a manager. But at the same time, when a manager's out of their depth, and it seems like they're pretty clearly out of their depth, and it's hard to continuously back them. Um, and I think the window reflects that the most. But maybe putting so much pressure on you know, a young manager, you know, starting off at Chelsea where he has all the money in the world isn't always the best idea. Like maybe they shouldn't 
we've given him full control over uh, the window. It clearly doesn't know how to get the best out of this group of players. And one thing which is very interesting to me, I think someone tweeted out on the timeline uh, one, a few days ago, which is very true. Um, the difference between like, how United are doing in Chelsea. Chelsea were doing really well with Tammy Abraham, Mason Mount, um, Pulisic, who else was it? Like last season, this is, um, they were just doing oh, yeah, really yeah. well with sticking with the same sort of players. But it seems like Lambert's completely binned off that approach to go for the big name players. Bar like Mason Mount and some, you know, like Kellen Hudson and is very talented, but he's not played much. But it seems like they've binned off that approach, whereas United have stuck with exactly what they had last year, that front four or so, which a lot of people didn't agree with at the time, but, you know, fair play to them. Um, to do so, but I think that could be like a, a big thing of Lampard completely turning his back on what got him top four in the end and being a bit too big headed and blaming only the players, which other managers, you know, it's not really the best to do. So well, what is a bit of a what, what do you think it's going to take them to go? Because obviously, he hasn't, he hasn't gone yet. They've got uh, I think it's Luton in the FA Cup's weekend, they're not going to lose that. So, like, obviously, what, what do you think it'll take for him to be psyched? Like, I don't think he'll see out the season, to be honest, but I just don't know when he's going to get the boot. Um, I think Chelsea will be considering their options right now, thinking about who's available. Do they want um, Tuchel now? In which case, Lampard can get sacked for the next few weeks. Do they just want anyone out, uh, anyone for him now because they think he's got no future here? Or are they thinking, all right, he could last till the end of the season. This is probably most unlikely. He could last till the end of the season and we'll try um get the likes of Nagelsmann in, which is, you know, would be a phenomenal name to get in with all the young players who are at Chelsea and the academy they possess and obviously the facilities and stuff. But um it's a, it's a bit of a t- tough one, I think. If the results don't, if results continue, they keep continue losing, like convincingly enough, not really looking on it. The tactics don't look right. The players don't look overly motivated for the manager. I think the board have no choice, even though they're quite ruthless board as it is. I think next few weeks will be very telling for Chelsea and Lampard's future. We have to wait and see, I guess. And um, well, yeah, this um, wraps up the first segment of the Big Six podcast. So. What you'll hear now is the second part of the podcast where um, each of us will go through their own team of the season and then we'll um, you know, comment on it and discuss on it, debate on it and see who, see who has the best knowledge on ball and see who has stinky opinions. So, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, so I, I think I should... Um, well, I'll just name my, my one to start, off, to, start, to start off and then we'll just go around and... Say so, yeah, each of our um, own teams, and then we will debate debate the teams after. So to start off in goal in goalkeeper, I've got um, Martinez from Aston Villa, right back Cancelo, centre back. Well, the two centre backs I've got Fofana and Diaz. Left back I've got Luke Shaw. DM I've gone with Rice. Centre mid. I've gone with Bruno. Attacking mid, I've gone with Grealish. Right wing, Prudence. Centre forward, Kane. Left wing, Son. So, um, basically, oh, and manager, manager, uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. So, um, basically, uh, this is a 4 3 3. And yeah, I'll just pass this on to Ethan right now. All right. Um, 
I've gone Emmy Martinez in goal. I've got right back Justin from Leicester. I've got left back Cancelo. Um, two centre backs, Ruben Diaz and Fabinho. And then I've got midfield uh, Thomas Suchek, Bruno Fernandez, Jack Grealish, and then my front three is Son, Kane, and Salah. And then the manager, I'll go. Oh, I didn't actually have this planned. I'll go. I- I'm going to be slightly biased and go Ollie as well. But for me, it's between him and uh, him and Rogers for me. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's fair enough. To be fair, um, Dan, uh, what's yours, mate? Uh, I've got Emmy Martinez in that as well, um, and then my right back's Cancelo, and then centre back partnership um, is Stones and Diaz. <laughs> left back, I need you would laugh at that. Um, I have reasons behind it though. I'm not just biased. Um, left back, I, I couldn't really remember mine if it was between Shaw and Robertson, but I think I'm going to go for Shaw. Um, three midfielders are James Ward-Prowse. Bruno and De Bruyne, um, and then my attackers, I've gone with Kane up top and Son on the left, and then I think I'll just have to put Grealish right wing, because I don't really think Salah's been worthy of team of the season so far, I think he's been too quiet to get in it, and then my manager, I'd, I'm going to be biased with this one, say Pat. Yeah, that's, that's, um, <clears throat> that's a completely fair team. Um, Matt, um, last but not least. Definitely not least. Uh, I've tried to add a few like slightly different players because I figured it would be the same sort of names. Anyway, uh, so I went Allison and got pretty, pretty generic um, just because of how well he's done when Liverpool were bad. Uh, Robertson left back, could be him or Sean. I've got Matty Catcher right back. I think he deserves some recognition. Fabinho Diaz, self-explanatory. I've got Gundogan. I think he deserves a lot of respect. Um, I did have Bruno, but then I kind of want to mix it up a bit, so I put Sushak in, but I was thinking of going Hoiberg, I'm still a bit torn there, kept the brain in, now I've gone Grealish, Kane and Son, and the manager has to be Pep because of how well he's adapted to changing how he's played. Um, I suspected they were pretty similar, to be fair, like, yeah. a, lot, a lot of... Uh, yeah. well, I sort of yeah. assume that. How, um, how come you didn't go for Emi Martinez, oh, and you went for Arsene? Because that was um, the one difference in yours from ours. Yeah, um, well, I did it a few slightly different, but anyways... Um, I, I just wanted Alisson, this was before, uh, I did this before, obviously, he gave away that penalty against Burnley, but I think he's just always been so consistent and kept Liverpool in games when he's had to deal with a really makeshift defence, and as a keeper, if you have a defence which is really questionable in front of you, it's really not easy to feel reassured and, you know, stay of a very high level. I wonder, hey, I didn't have, you know, a very convincing defence in front of him and oh, yeah, carried yeah. United to crazy levels. And yeah. I would give it to Emmy. He's been very good. Made a few tiny errors, but generally he's been very good. But if I'm honest, I just want to get away from the name Emmy Martinez. <laughs> People still uh, associate Alison. him as an Arsenal player. Yeah. So no, Alisson, yeah, Alisson's def- yeah. definitely... You can't good. really think, argue with it. I think, I think Alisson's uh, probably second, to be fair. Um, yeah, fair. Uh, and then, got a shout as well. Pope was... Uh, yeah, Pope, Pope, is these, Pope, Pope has been Pope great, great second half of the season, but started off a bit shaky, so I probably would say no time for that, but he's up there for sure. I think, um, well, right back, um, obviously, Matt, you said Matty Cash. Um, do you want yeah. to give your reasons for that? Um, I think, sometimes, I mean, championship player seems to be a pretty good route to go for, um, for the mid-table Premier League teams, or the higher or lower, depending. Um, but I think Matty Cash has adapted really well to Villa. Very good cross for the ball. Being really good defensively. He looked a bit 
bit um, shaky against Man City, but Foden was just phenomenal. And once again, if I did this before, that was even played. Um, but I just think he's been brilliant. Justin, I kind of forgot about, but yeah, I'm pleased I won't miss someone who's everyone, no one else went for. So I wanted to keep it a bit unique and not just go for the same players. I think James was brilliant at the start as well, but he's fallen off a tiny bit recently, so I thought I'd just go for cash. And Oreo was great at uh, the start and also yeah, fell off like, a tiny um... bit, so. I feel like the standard of right backs, left backs has been pretty good. Like obviously, Shaw, I considered a lot, um, but I just thought Justin, considering he's he's playing in League One or two a few years ago, and the step up he's had to come up with this season with the absence of uh, Pereira, he's been fantastic. And Cancelo as well, I thought um, had to be in there. I I think. I think if if you went if you went Shaw Robertson, I think they're all valid picks. Like. It's just I just really. I didn't want to put um, Cancelo because I feel like he plays more than midfielder when he plays, so it didn't really feel right suppose, for me to yeah. put him as a right back. He's not a right back if that makes sense. Well, he's still defensively he is solid. A, no, he's brilliant regardless, he's but very he's been drops, playing like, primarily as a midfield player, you know, in Pep's system. Like, with yeah. So I didn't well, feel right. Pep's system. I think yeah. he'd sit like he was a, a perfectly capable right back at Juve. Obviously, oh, we're on about this season so far, but. Um, I rate him really high. I just felt like I'd go for someone who's more of an out and out right back than someone who's been yeah. played more as a midfielder at points. But yeah. Well, we had how many unanimouses did we have? We all had Kane and Son, didn't we? We, yeah, we all had, had Diaz. They have to be in. Diaz has to be in. No, I left Bruno out. Not I don't, know, I don't know how, but okay. And I wasn't. That was. I agree with. I kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I think it has to be. Um, I kind of left out. Um. Player like Bruno, Salah, and I was going to leave out the Bruno as well, but I'd sell against it. Um, so I wanted to go a tiny bit like, more unique and not just, I wanted to have some sort of debate about it. I don't want to, you know, have to go for the exact same sort of level. Oh, yeah, that's fair enough. I think I was the only one to go for Salah, wasn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. Um, it's top scorers. I actually, that, like, we discussed off camera that we were going to go for like a proper team in the right positions. Initially, I was going to go for Calvert Lewin. Um, but. Yeah, Salah top scorer in the league, and I didn't think there was really any other choices. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, to be fair, uh, yeah, I, I, I said the exact same. Even I'm, I was gonna do um, people that players actually play in the position, um, and yeah, I was, I was considering Salah a lot actually, but I just thought, has he, has he been at that level where we, where we've seen him be at the level? This season if we, and if we want to be boring, and, and, and he hasn't go, really. KDB, and, Bruno, Grealish, and then Salah came on, but it's a bit boring and, just doing that. You know, he top goal scorer and all of that, but um, yeah, it's, it's it is really uh, bad to write him off. To be fair, but Podence, like, I think he, he's been Wolves' best player. <sighs> I definitely um, wouldn't put him near the best in the position. Yeah, he's yeah, playing no, great he's, when he's played, but he's just yeah, not played enough to play. I, I just think, I just think um, the right injury. wing, the right wing section. Was it? Uh, to be fair, like hindsight, maybe maybe Salah's a better pick, but I think the right wing section that there, there isn't that many. I, cu- I couldn't really think of that many options. To be fair, um, but, I think if you're not putting Calvert Lewin or Grealish in, you probably have to put Salah in. Maybe like, Calvert Lewin's an interesting one. Yeah, so it's a bit it's a bit harsh that you didn't even there. get. You didn't even get one mention, but like. He's got 11 goals and 16 appearances, and obviously last couple of weeks he's sort of tailed off a little bit. But at the start, his consistency was just phenomenal. Mm. And there are a few players that obviously missed out just in mine, and obviously De Bruyne was one of them. And like it was one of them had to miss out of. And if to be honest, I probably would have put Grealish in the attack and then put in De Bruyne in the midfield, like 
but I didn't really think that was the same position. But I'm a bit, I'm a bit then, surprised no one put Hoiberg, by the way. Yeah, I was, no, was, was going to say he was another one. Hoiberg. I was, was another one that was on the brink for me. Uh, Hoiberg definitely deserves. And, and also, and, um, Shaw for me was very close to mine. They were the Shaw ones that were very close to mine. Well, yeah. I think, I think um, yeah. Timmy could have been up the top for me. For, for the, for the defensive midfields, it, it was a toss up between uh, Hoiberg and Rice for me. I, I just thought. Um, I, th- I think Rice, he has he has more um you know he has more like kind of attacking flair as well um rice and to be fair that, that's why i opted that. in him yeah he, he's got he's got more he's got more goals and more assists and he, he creates more they've been brilliant together mesmerizing it is it is so check getting slightly more recognition though because of his goals but like yeah, i feel I like yeah. i feel yeah, like rice is still a good pick like i personally Rice is a very good pick for sure. I'm talking about I'm talking about Hoiberg versus Rice in terms of attacking players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you mean. Hoiberg. I'd say they offer the same. The same. Forward, but... I'd say they're basically offer the same though going forward. Though. I'd say Hoiberg's quicker at even like starting attack points, but Rice is better no, I don't when he so. has to ball his feet like that. I think I think yeah, Rice can pick out a pass um, much much better than Hoiberg. I don't know. But um, I think Hoiberg. I think, I think really Hoiberg has had a good season. I just want to go go back to the defensive uh, centre backs and. I just want to go back to uh, Dan's options of his two picks of Stones and, and Diaz. And I, I, I actually, I, I'm not actually um, laughing at this because Stones, he he was, I, I, did, I did consider him. I just chose for far. Yeah, that's like, I had this debate with um, a mate just before I came on because I asked what he thought of my team. And uh, he like said to put Fafana in instead of Stones. And I was like, that's a fair enough shout. Like, it's probably just me preferring stones but at the end of the day like we conceded five to Leicester when he didn't play I know Diaz came in and we've only conceded I think it's seven since game week four um but stones has come back from an injury and he's just complete like he's what we were missing for the first bit um to help Diaz like Laporte was there, um, Garcia was there, Ake, I don't know what's happened to him. Um, but Stones has just come in and he's completely earned his place now. Like that's his spot. And to turn around the defence that we were at the start of the season, obviously Diaz is cemented in the team of the season. But I think Stones, 10 games he's played this season in the Prem, which is obviously not as many as others. But He's turned us into a team that weren't challenging for the title at the start of the season and a couple, like seven or eight games in into the favourites now. Um, I think he's definitely helped and he started contributing with goals as well. Um, and he's just constantly dropping nine out of tens every single week. Um, I think it's a fair shout. It's just so, the, with the game. It's just because thing, he didn't play at the like, start. Yeah, yeah that's my that's, that is the main issue, that he was out with um, an injury at the start of the season. But since he's come back, two goals in 10 games he's conceded, one of which was against Wolves when he had Ake and Mendy next to him. And then the other one was a 92nd minute consolation goal to Chelsea. What uh, did did so, everyone else have uh, Fabinho? No, no yeah. one did. No. Someone had Fabinho. Yeah, I had Fabinho. Oh, yeah, Demel had Fafana and then Matt had Fabinho, is that right? Yeah, I think, I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to put Fafana. Yeah, before. everyone had the other yeah, yeah. Fabinho, so, Fabinho I just yeah. think... Obviously, Liverpool are in a bit of a blip now, but they're in a bit of a blip going forward. Like their defence is still being exemplary, and 
he's done a brilliant job sitting in there at the back when he's been called upon. That's that was my logic behind that. I think he has been phenomenal. And if it wasn't for him, I think they'd be in all sorts of trouble because they wouldn't be able to attack or defend. I think he has slotted in really well to cover for Van Dijk, and that was my um, that was my logic behind that one. Yeah, no, I, I agree. He has had a, a fantastic season. I mean, he, he's now shown he, he's he's excellent um, as a defensive midfielder and he's excellent as a centre back. So, you know, that pick is it is a good pick. I mean, I think to be, to be fair, I think all the centre back picks from us, um, they are they are all good. What what I wanna what I wanna find out is now, is um, I, I wanna put together a collective um, team of the season so far. So I think in goal. I think we can all agree in Martinez, but I, I know I know Matt said Allison, but I think I think three of us said Martinez. I, I want to, Matt, Matt, are you happy to to go with Martinez? No, mate, I'm starting from sort of right, honestly. No, um, <laughs> I mean, it's completely, completely fair enough. He's been brilliant, saved Villa a lot, but it has helped. Yeah, Ezri Conte has been brilliant for Villa as well. He deserves a mention in this team season, to be honest. Like, yeah, so that's, that's not my job. Fabinho, I probably should have put him now. Probably should have, in terms of just going for someone a bit different. Yeah, um, no, no, that's, more that's fair enough. I, th- I think Villa as a whole, as a team, and they, they deserve a lot of credit. Yeah, they do need to have they... some um, recognition. Yeah, like, Dean I... Smith should probably be manager of the thing for real. Manager Maybe I'd say he's up there. Season. Him, Pepper, Ole, and Brendan Rodgers are the top four, I think. Yeah. Um, so and and then we, we've all we've all got our centre back in Diaz. I just wonder. We, we, we all got, I think. We've all got I don't different... think I th- yeah we did didn't we I don't think we're going to agree on that one on, on the centre back um, on the second centre well, back we, we, we have to open we have to. to any of three to be honest any of I think Fafana Conza did, did, uh, did, um, did so, Fabinho so Matt did you put Fabinho uh, yeah I did so I, 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 I think, I think we my, have to um, my piece on this then this, my Fabinho sort of corner because um, he, he only dropped into defence after Van Dijk's injury and obviously, like they had that anomaly of a game against Villa, where Fabinho actually wasn't at the back of that game. And um, since since Fabinho has dropped into centre back, they've kept so many clean sheets. And when they have conceded, it's only been the one. And like he has really sort of stabilised them because they could have, imagine they conceded like it's reading the game. It's just yeah, so imagine imagine they conceded loads of goals like as soon as Van Dijk went out of injury, like they'd be all over the place. Like their heads would be gone. I think he's added a lot of um, added a lot of calmness and like solidarity at the back to replace Van Dijk. That's why I'd have him in. I think any any of them, I'd say any of Stones, Fafana or Fabinho, I'd be fine with. But for me, I think it should be Fabinho. No, Ezri Conte, wow. I don't think Ezri Conte is quite up there. Nah, there. Uh, like, he has been good, but not quite that good. I think... Um, well, He's I, carried Tyra and Mings all season. The, 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 <laughs> the fact yeah, that it's, it's, it's two, um, two same Fabinho, I think he probably edges it. I, I don't know what you, what you think. Yeah, I'm happy to say Fabinho. Oh, on the right Brilliant back, I, I think on the right back I probably think, James yeah. Justin if like an overall. Well, I well, don't know because with cause... with him and Cancelo, you can play, Cancelo, play on either yeah. side. Like Justin yeah. or Cancelo yeah. could either be a left back or right back because they played in both. So like, what? Personally, I think Cancelo's yeah. got to be right. I, I think I think that's fair. I said Cancelo right back. So that's completely fair. Cancelo's been. Absolutely brilliant. Then left back, I just want to say if, um, I was I had a toss up between Shaw and Robertson. I think sort of similar to what you guys said about Fabinho, just with Robertson, he might like he's dropped off a bit with his attacking ability this season, but that's not necessarily his fault because the attackers aren't scoring, so he's not getting the same assists. Um, but 
I think he's been the one, like... Solid part of... Stable that. player. So, yeah, like, with Robertson, Trent doesn't really make a difference because he's at the other side. Of the pitch. I know they interlink sometimes, but he's always got a different centre-back partner, whether it's um, one or two different ones. That's why we've always struggled over the past few years because we've never had a like stable defence. And I think Robertson to keep performing at the level he has been doing, and I, I personally don't like him. I think, like him as a person, I just I think he's a bit of a, an idiot. Um, but the perform the performances he's put on the pitch with the makeshift defence, I think that might be where he outweighs Shaw. But I think Shaw has just been. So good, but I also understand Justin as well. So I just, I just um, want to say, I just want to say name sure. Hold on, sure. I just want to say quickly on Shaw, Shaw's behalf. Um, I think um, it's it's a kind of similar um, story with with, with, St- with Stones. Dan, uh, obviously, he hasn't kept um, the same amount of clean sheets, and he hasn't been as solid um, as a unit defensively um, as City has. But um, regarding Shaw, he he's. His turnaround has been immense this season. I mean, he's he, he looks he looks yeah, the com- yeah he looks the complete. They? I mean, even United fans they they thought yes we've got Tellez in we've got a proper uh, left back now. But I'm surprised at how little game time he's had. It's just yeah, it's well yeah, it's just credit to Shaw really. There's no discredit to Tellez. Shaw, I mean, last season Shaw created twenty chance twenty chances I think in the league. This season he's already on twenty five. I mean that, and so that that just it, it just highlights, you know, his his improved attacking as well, and um, defensively now, I, I personally I think he's our best defender. Yeah, I could agree with that. Um, um, he, he's he's just like you know, he's that guy where you, you can rely on on him. And in, in terms of defense, you know, you have got Maguire who plays every game, but I, I think he'll be first first name in the team sheet. And I I I'm a United fan, so you know I've got to back um my, my team sometimes and and this this is a perfectly good 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 reason to, to back in that, that's what I'd say. yeah go on i don't know if this is just gonna sound really biased or not but i really feel like tierney deserves to be right up there as well like um recently he's been even better than he was before but i don't think he got the credit he deserves he was playing in the back three as like a center back um which is a really his preferred position I think he's, he's done well, been, but, I don't think I think but, he's done well, but not but, quite yeah, on the level of Shaw Robertson, and that's no disrespect. Not well enough, just Shaw yeah, Robertson. Um, I think with with, um, with Robertson, really I think from like start of season till like November sort of time, he was head and shoulders the best. But then, and obviously we had a really dodgy start of season, like and Shaw in the first couple of games, especially against Tottenham, was awful. But he has turned it around incredibly. So like it's it's it is a tough one, and I, I actually can't I actually can't um, split it. So I'm gonna have to put it down to you boys. Uh, I went with Shaw when I first like read out my team. I think that's who I'm sticking I'm with. I'm sticking with Shaw as well. There you go. So oh, it's up to Matt. Well, yeah. I mean, Kieran Tierney. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> uh, see, if I well, Ethan's going to have to put his vote right. in as well. So I'll go Shaw. So I'll say Shaw. Yeah, we'll go Shaw. <laughs> Looks like my votes worth yeah. four. Wow, uh, Kieran Tierney. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> right, so what have we got so far? So we've got Martinez, Cancelo, Fabinho, Diaz, and Shaw. I feel like the front five. the midfield three are just quite... That's like going to be well, quite can we, um, obvious. Can we, like KDB, De Bruyne. Can we just say, uh, not KDB, De Bruyne, KDB, Bruno. Can we, can we say Grealish is an attacker then? Like, yeah. 
So, yeah. not want to consider I don't it, think there's been that many good attackers. So, so, to be, so to can, can, we, can we agree the front three is Greedus, Kane, and Son? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah, yeah. I think I think the yeah, only real right. one to debate is the DM. Because like, I think you've got to say Bruno and KDB. Yeah. Gundawan wins. Gundawan. Gundawan yeah, I was going to say, we've all got... Gundawan, honestly, for me, like, he has to... I don't, I don't, think, I don't think he can play alone. He's not a DM. Well, yeah, but he's not really like, a He can definitely play alone DM. DM. He's still mine. The, f- the thing is, though, is I feel like it's best to just go with roughly positions, not like yeah, 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 to yeah. the point. So I think what... So we're, we're debating Gundawan, uh, Ward-Prowse, um, Socek... I wouldn't say Ward-Prowse. Well, he's, he's Dan's pace, he's got to be out there. So, uh, Socek, Ward-Prowse, oh, okay, um, and Rice, and I'd say Hoiberg as well, and Gundawan. Yeah, 100%. One of them. But none of us really agree on this, so... I think... I'll just touch Tielemans on... Tielemans should be out there as well. I just think actually. because of... Yeah, that's Tielemans that's is a good shout um, I just the only reason, well, not the only reason, but the primary reason why I put Ward Prowse in there is because I feel like Southampton have been very good this season. Yeah, um, this team, obviously, they've, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Um, I feel like Ward Prowse does it's deserve a spot in there, though. like with the so. standard he's been, but it's whether. Like, I'm not saying players haven't been better than him. Like, Gundogan's probably who I'm going to end up going with. Um, I just think that him and Southampton do deserve a bit of recognition. Um, but, yeah, I completely understand why Gundogan would be up there. And like you said, Hoiberg and... and I don't know about Ward so. right? I just, I, I think um, he's getting brought into the conversation because of how good he's been from Deadpool, like, specialists. Like, he's a good player, don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's quite of the level. Yeah, fair enough. For, for yeah, my, for my point enough. of view, and um, Matt's shout of Gundogan didn't actually cross my mind while making this team. So, for me, I, th- I think... I think Neither, to be honest. From my point of view, it should be a toss-up between Socek and Gundogan. That's, that'd be my top two. Yeah, I'd probably put Hoiberg in the third. Yeah, maybe. Place, I just think yeah. re- recently he hasn't been as good. Obviously, he had that sort of spell where he was phenomenal against Manchester City and Arsenal in that sort of spell. I think he's been, he's been very good and well at the start of the been season. consistently great, to be fair. Like consistently the best DM in the league oh, this in my, season. In my, in, my, in my opinion, uh, I, I, don't, I don't have well, I don't a standout um, player who, who goes straight into that. So I, I'm happy with anyone, to be honest with you. Uh, it's I think my vote it's tough for me because I stuck with Gundogan. Um, I think Sujek deserves a lot of praise coming from Czech Republic and was unreal last season and been great this season. Hoiberg, obviously, easier to adapt coming from Southampton. Always a decent professional, never really knew how good he was, so I'm not going to pretend like I did. And he's been phenomenal. And the player Spurs have lacked and many teams in the league could do with. So it's a really tough one. It is a tough one. Just, I just feel like with, really... with Gundogan, though, I feel like his form this season and the role he's playing is part of the yeah, God. That yeah. is, that is I probably the main would say Gundogan. why City is playing how they are because he's sort of supporting Rodri and protecting the defence but he's he's a great passer with the ball as well and he can like turn the fence into attack so easily and he's been popping up with a lot of goals as well I feel like I'm happy with that yeah. if everyone else is I'm happy I'm happy to say Gundwan. Uh, I, I, I think I think I think disclaimer to everyone's listening I think we, we all know a, a, a midfield three of Gundwan, Bueno and Bruno wouldn't work exactly but no, yeah, this is you yeah. know just, just, probably just De Bruyne, Grealish, and Bruno to be fair, and then Salah hypothetical to for uh, Gundogan if we did like do it as a proper like no position type of team. But you need to give you need to the reason uh, why we want to go for DM is because you need to give yeah, those sort of players a, some balance. 
Well, and, and recognition. Because yeah. you could easily go for the goal scorer midfielders and then just ignore like that, those sort of midfielders. So we wanted to yeah. have one of them in there it's as well. It's a bit boring when you just go for that. And Tillemann, there's so many, there have been quite a lot of good midfielders. Quite a few have underperformed as well. Um, but Tillemans, as I said before as well, it has to be up there. About, probably um, just misses out. And finally, it's a uh, yeah, manager of the season. I didn't actually think it was oh, before. Frank Lampard. I didn't think it no, neither. I just threw it in there. Throw us on the spot there. I, I feel like obviously Pep should definitely be a, a shout, but like I think Pep for me. Obviously, City are having a good season, but are they playing at their full potential? I don't know. Obviously, they had a massive turnaround. Now they are. Yeah, I think. yeah, of course. But like, if you're going over the whole season for the first sort of half, but it was that adaptation period. Yeah, of course. For them the to first, adapt, the first, so I think the first ten games, like. Then again, you can say the same for us. Is, is it a tough one? I was going to say you were shocking first. But we are like considering considering it's tough to say considering no one even gave us hope for top four. Like the fact that we're top of the league after nineteen games. I, like, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say no one gave us top game, four. Like no one even gave us a shout for top yeah. six. I guess it's just because people really reaction. Really. Yeah, but it did. It did. One look game. Bleak. Yeah, I was going to say it looked really also... bleak, and like Ollie's an incredible yeah. drops turning around. I'd yeah. Well, yeah, but you say you say that with City um, lost four five two at home period against Pep, but Thought you're trying to use the adaptation to Spurs. Trying to think. They lost two 0 to Spurs and five two to Leicester. So surely you've been saying the same sort of thing. Huh? That two 0 to Spurs angers me. Yeah, so please much. just beat them in the car. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> also, I've got another question for boys as well. Once we finish this, just as an additional, you know. Okay. Um, I feel like I know what it's going to be, but um, yeah, I'll go with. I'll just like talk about mine. Mine's Pep, obviously, um, and it's sort of similar to Ethan's logic with uh, Solskjaer. It's just I think it took time to get the players into the squad. Like obviously Diaz came in after the Leicester game straight away, and he's been in, he's been in there since. Um, but it just I think Pep's. I think the difference between us and United, we're winning games more comfortably. Like it's very rare we go behind, well. and I think, yeah, like even though we're not scoring many goals, we're st- like we deserve to be scoring more. It's just our attackers aren't putting every chance in like they used to. Um, but I think he's got the perfect balance yeah. now, and for him to see us lose five two to Leicester. And then to concede seven goals since that eight goals since that game is just an absolute joke. Um, and obviously De Bruyne is back to not his best, but he's back to influencing game and getting assists. Um, so I just think the way like people didn't write write us off, but especially after Tottenham, I'd like um, to say because I think on the city. Uh, I was just going to say, because I think during that period, we drew to West Ham, um, lost to Tottenham and drew to Liverpool. So it was like, we just went through a really bad spell. But since then, he's just completely turned it around. Um, yeah, I don't think we're going to agree, because I think it's two for Pep and two for... David Moyes yeah. wins. David Moyes wins. Or, or Rodgers. Rodgers definitely deserves to go up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rodgers. David Moyes as well has been... Well, maybe has been... Moist, yeah, he definitely, really definitely deserves a, West Ham team. Definitely deserves a shout. I, to be honest, I, I don't really know myself on this one. I'm a bit, I'm a bit stuck again. Should I give you my reason for Pep yeah, to yeah, get yeah, the final Pep point of view, and then you go for the Ole's? Um, 
my biggest thing as well is let's not forget. I know it's just some like Twitter accounts and stuff, but I remember when Pep extended, some rival fans were actually like celebrating it, like good city are going to be washed for the future essentially. Um, I don't I think anyone was serious about that, though. No, people genuinely were like. I think Liverpool fans Liverpool were. Fans, I saw I, Liverpool fans was... have this weird thing for Pep. I saw a lot of people. Right they think Klopp's better than him because of recency bias, but I think Pep's won thirty-four trophies in his career, whereas Klopp's won right. eleven, and they've had Pep's had half the career time. But um, with with Pep for me, uh, I remember what happened uh, with COVID, with family and stuff for him, and fans were saying, "Oh." Um, you know, I hope Pep just leaves for the, you know, for the good of the club. And like, I love him and stuff, but I feel like his approach is too, you know, it's not really changing. So he's completely changed his approach. Uh, City have turned from a team which we all know are a brilliant goal-scoring team, but have always been a big liability at the back, to a brilliant uh, defensive team who have now started to include the goals back again while still having like a goal difference and stuff, and the goals is only going to get higher, they haven't really sacrificed any chances. They've still created a mammoth amount of chances against Villa, for example, against Palace, etc. Um, and I just like commend Pep for his versatility and ability to change City round like that, really. Yeah, I, I can get what both sides are. I feel like yeah. both of them are quite similar arguments. Like uh, I, I personally didn't see City winning the league yeah. after that Tottenham game. Like I can all man up and say that. Um, to the turnaround has been pretty impressive. Um, I'm, I'm happy to go either way, to be honest. Like, well, what, what do we have? Two United players in the eleven, and how many is it? Bears with it? Four. Did we have Cancelo, Diaz, De Bruyne, and Fully, I put him in based just based on the fact that. We know Pep is is a world class coach. We know City are a world class team. Uh, everyone everyone just thinks um, we're overperforming, and and we might we might be overperforming. Um, but Oli has has changed his whole dynamic at the club from um, and it's actually gotten into those um, you know those deep root problems at the club. Um, 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 Starting from like the players, um, you know, the, the Deadwood players, the toxic players, got rid of them, got rid of those. Um, he brought in um, good, fresh young players to, um, you know, you know, get 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 that like winning mentality back. And he's actually changed our mentality as well. I think um, last year, when, when we go down um, a game, when we go down, like concede first, we wouldn't come back, and and we would just capitulate. This season, we've changed our mentality and we'd always come back. I think that's, that's seven wins now out of eight away games that we've conceded first. We've won everything um, we've first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, we've, we're top of the league. Um, I, I know City have a de- game in hand, but we're top of the league and no, no one expects us to be top of the league. And you have to say credit to Oli. And, and everyone says, well, not everyone, but most, like, a lot of people say Oli has no tactics. He's just a, a PE teacher. Um, so you have to give credit where it's due, and that's my reason. Obviously, obviously, that there's obviously um, a little bias as well because you know Pep, Pep and City, they are established and and they are um, a better team and a better coach. We, I understand that, but just just you know he's an underdog, and and I, I just want to throw in an underdog there, and he he does deserve. To, and he should have got um, manager of the month um, last month. 
I, I think anyway. So um, you know, I, I just want to uh, give give credit where where credit's due, personally. Yeah, I, that, that's what I say. I feel like yeah, that's, that's a very good point. Um, yeah, I, I, all good points there, and I think we are quite torn on this. So maybe we'll just leave it to leave it to you guys, and maybe we'll put a poll under where we tweet out the pod. So if you want to find that, it's at Big Six Pod. Have a vote on that, um, and let us know what you think because I feel like even myself, both both very good points both very good options and I can't really decide like obviously my bias is slightly going to put me towards Ollie but we'll just put it to you guys and let us know what you think in the poll below the tweet I think I think that wraps it up really nicely I think it's been a, a good episode hopefully you guys enjoyed it um, yeah let us know what you think we, we, yeah let, let us know what you think um, any feedback as, as usual would be would be great um, and again the listens we get um it's, it's, it's you know we 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 appreciate it a, a lot so thank you guys again also um, um in the future we are looking to recruit some guests for when people can't come on like taken today so in the future we are looking to recruit some guests to come on so if you're interested in that just dm the account or dm one of us and then we'll get back to you yeah yeah we're all um if you want to find our individual accounts just go on who we're following. We're on uh, the big six account is only following the six people who are involved in the pod. Yeah, just DM yeah, one of us, and then we'll get back. Yeah, um, yeah. So thank you guys for listening, and um, we we'll hope to hear from you in, in the next in the next episode. Goodbye.